Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I'm super excited to welcome our guest today, which is my friend, my business partner, and partner in crime. Um, let's see what else. She is my mentor for how to parent four boys with uh, grace and dropping lots of balls. And it is my friend, Debbie Basin. <laughs> To healthy discourse, Debbie. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And we're, I'm, we have talked, well, I told her that last week, this has been something I've wanted to see if she would be willing to do for quite some time and um, just kind of haven't done it. And so here we are today. Um, and I'm hoping that we're going to have Debbie back because you'll hear a little bit um, of her story uh, throughout our time today, but I want her to come back and talk to us more about her journey through grief and how to best support those who are going through really challenging times of loss. And so we will talk about that and we'll touch on it today, but hopefully we'll have a chance to, to uh, touch on that later. But wanted to talk today about the story of our company that we are partners together in, and that is Mom Sanity. I'm sure many of our listeners have heard about it. We even have little tidbit ads on the podcast. So, but um, for those who don't, Mom Sanity is a company that Debbie and I started over nine years ago, and we'll talk about the the inception and so forth in a minute. And um, we, our four pillars are motherhood, faith, fitness, and nutrition. And we're going to share a little bit more about the journey. But first of all, I'd like to kind of talk about how Debbie and I met, because what this story really is, is when you look at it, it's really about the way that God weaves lives together. He weaves stories together. He weaves uh, mountains and valleys together and, and so forth. And so I wanted to go all the way back to the beginning, which is when I first met Debbie, I walked into her house, um, with her, her old house where she and her, um, her first husband, Aaron, who's, who's deceased, um, where they lived with their four little wild rambunctious boys. And I believe I don't really know what year it was, but your twins were two. So how many years ago was that? <laughs> okay. So that is 12 years ago, which is okay. crazy. So sometime around 2010. Yes. So, um, Wig and I had started going to a new church. God led us to a Bible based teaching church. And honestly, for the first time in my life, even though I grew up in church and Wiggy was a very new believer and he did not want to go. And um, however, we walked into Debbie and Aaron's house and were warmly greeted and uh, they welcomed us into their small group and that kind of started our friendship. So Debbie, will you talk to us a little bit about like where you were in life then? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I was just in if the you remember. Thick. Yeah, it's just the thick of like zombie nation, really, because, you know, I had four little children at the time and it's just exhausting. It's wonderful, but it's really it's so tiring. And I felt very spread thin. And I think I just it, I was and am still wanting to serve the Lord and be a real Christian who 
is living out that life. And so by doing small group, it felt like a way to serve the Lord, but really to have that small community to grow with each other and to strengthen my own personal relationship with the Lord. And so I, I was in a place of very much exhaustion and I don't know, I just, it's like a different world because I feel so much better now because of you. And I didn't know how badly I was feeling, (laughs) but it's like you said, you kind of take that step one step at a time of obedience to him. Yeah. Well, and I will credit you because your small group was such a great springboard to us because we'd never been in biblical community before ever. And it was kind of like an eye opening, like, oh my gosh, like people do this. They actually fully know each other and, and you don't have to hide all your junk and you can still be a Christian, you know, all these kinds of thoughts that I'd never been exposed to before. And here we are 12 years later and Wig and I have been leading our own small group for, I don't know, a long time, well, maybe eight, nine years. I have no idea, but um, through various seasons of life. So thank you for that great first experience that helped um, that springboard and really, you know, taught us how to open and study the Bible because we didn't do that when nobody ever taught me how to do that. And um, it was truly those, those few years um, when we were in that church together were truly, I think I would call them a springboard into helping us to see what, what it truly means to be a Christian, like you said. So that's, just awesome and something I'll always hold dear. So, um, so Debbie approached me. So let's back up again. I was in the throes of my years of fitness competitions at this time. And, you know, probably really had my priorities all out of whack when it came to the place that fitness held in my life. And I did not have children yet. Um, and however, there was a lot of discussion in our group about, health and wellness and what does this mean and what is this competition thing and so forth and she approached me and asked me to help her do you want to talk about that Debbie oh my goodness so I am living the teenage boy diet where I'm having cereal for breakfast homemade nachos for lunch Oreos for my snack and then pasta for dinner and could not for the life of me figure out why my pants were magically shrinking every time I tried to put them on. And so seeing Emily, you every week you were drinking a ton of water. You had obviously had an amazing physique and still do. And so I thought this is what she's really good at. I mean, she gets on a stage in a bikini and heels. Clearly she's got the magic bullet for how I can look better. I don't care about how I feel. I don't care about strength. I just want my clothes to fit because I refuse in my stubbornness to buy bigger things. And so I, I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I remember saying, can you help me? And you said, yeah, yeah, I can absolutely help you. This is very easy. And I was like, she has the fix. Like there's a magic solution. And I was totally in the dark. I had no idea what to do. And so you literally transformed my life. I didn't know that I could have more energy, that I would one day appreciate having strength and muscles, but it, it literally did like a 180 on my life because I just thought I've, I've got to eat less. I can still have lucky charms, but I have to eat less. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Debbie. So, um, I, I was, like I mentioned a minute ago, very heavily focused in this area of fitness competition. And I, was not yet well-versed yet at meeting my clients where they were. And so 
if I had to do this over again, I would do it incredibly different because what I did was basically told her everything that I was doing and there, there was no bridge or like, Oh, it can just be better. Just trade this for that. It was like, no, you have to eat Turkey muffins for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I would never give such extreme advice anymore, but she, you did it anyway. Like you just, you're like, well, I hate this, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) So yes, you did it. You did it. Amazing. Um, so that, those kind of two things were really what started our relationship and, and Debbie, um, you know, was, was working out and started lifting weights and going to the gym with Aaron in the weight section. Right. And yes. uh, So forth. And then, um, I got pregnant with my first child Adler, who is nine now. And, um, and while I was pregnant with Adler, I think I was about halfway through tragedy, tragedy struck. Debbie's family. And I know we're going to talk about this more in detail later, but would you just kind of give us the overview? I I mean, I hate to say that. That sounds insensitive. I don't mean to, but just the shorter version about kind of what happened in your family. Yeah. In August of 2012, my husband, Aaron, passed away very unexpectedly. Like this was not some slow lingering sickness. It totally blindsided our entire family. And so I've got four little boys, ages four to eight at the time. And it just turns everything upside down, obviously, like emotionally, but it's a, it's an opportunity, I guess, to really put your money where your mouth is faith wise, where we can't have this plastic God type religion, where I I literally had nothing, (laughs) everything was taken out from under me. And yet I still had to be functional. And so it was, it was and is still really surreal and devastating and hard. And I think I just kept being forced to lean into God because there was, there was nothing else that was going to keep me anchored in life. So it was just a really, really dark time that I was able to tell the kids about the realities of Jesus and the Bible, but I also had the the thought of like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my life? Because I've been a stay at home mom and now I am breadwinner provider and I don't know what that looks like. How do I take care of my children since we're still a family? We still have needs. We're just a smaller family. And so I think that's when you you kind of came in as like this lighthouse, basically. Well, so I remember Debbie and I had lunch at Panera and it was I don't know exactly when it was, how long after Aaron died. Um, but we went to lunch and I, the, the, thing that's, the thing that's most memorable to me at the time was she, she was saying how no one would ever, you know, this is such a burden. Um, I'm going to be a single mom for the rest of my life. Like, this is just too much for anyone to take on. I could never expect that and all these things. And I told her, I said, I give it six months <laughs> and I ended up being right. Just saying I was right. <laughs> So, but that's, that's not all I remember, but, um, we had a long conversation and I just remember encouraging you to get your certification and start teaching classes. And, and, and that's what you did. And you had a really robust outdoor exercise group of awesome women that were, you know, dropped their kids off at school and came to hustle and get some fast workouts in. And, um, I think that seemed like a really sweet season of, 
really launching you forward. Would you, I mean, I don't want to tell your story for you. Would you agree that that was like a, I don't know. It just seemed like a really sweet season. Yeah. I think, you know, as I transitioned into like, what does chapter two look like for my new life? I I was kind of floundering. Do I go back to the classroom? I don't really like kids now that I've made my own. And so (laughs) it was nice to be able to have your refreshment, like your ambitious nature to say like, it do- you don't have to go back to the classroom. There's lots of options for you. And to really have the advantage of pursuing my passion instead of like, I need to get a job. And so right. it was, it was challenging, but that's where the magic always happens is, you know, outside of our comfort zone. That's what everybody says. So it was nice to be able to do what filled me up and still does. Like I, I adore those days of those outdoor workouts at the park with other moms. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, around that time, uh, I did have my baby and he was about, so the plan was that Emily was going to go back to work in eight weeks from home part-time. And at that point where it was time for me to start working part-time from home, I just had this complete feeling of dread. And I felt like God was calling me to not do that. Meanwhile, though, I never pictured myself as a stay at home mom. I didn't like it it made me feel very insecure to even think about that. It just felt like nothing felt comfortable to me. And so I just was kind of floundering and and not making any decisions. (laughs) And um, so I went to we I went to church the day before I was supposed to go back to work and um, had a two month old and our, our friend that had helped lead a young adult study that Wiggy and I have been in. I don't think he ever preached after that. It was like the one and done thing, but he did a sermon on God's will. And I can't tell you one thing he said that day, but I just bawled and bawled and bawled. And I left there and I told Wiggy, I'm not going back to work. Like this season of my life is over. And I don't think he even knew how to respond. He was like, am I supposed to be supportive? Am I supposed to tell her like, are you sure you're not being emotional? And, um, so I, I did it. I resigned the next day. I felt like God was really calling me out of that. And then it, and it, it, I was in a situation thinking like, well, what am I going to do next? Like, how, what does this look like? I know I'm, I'm not, a, God did not create me to stay at home only, but he also clearly doesn't want me working full time outside the home. And so I just, prayed a lot. Um, I started doing some nutrition consulting through Robinhood Integrative for a little while. And that was fun, but it wasn't my full passion. And what I started searching for was, okay, you know, I'm a relatively young, real believer. I'm a first time brand new mom. I feel like there's so much pressure about this. I want to maintain my fitness, but I know it can't be such a big part of my life anymore. Um, And what I found was there were a lot of resources at the time. This is 2013 for moms and like Bible studies. And then there were a lot of resources for moms and fitness, but there was very little at the time that brought it all together. And so I was like, well, what if, how could this be? Right. That's the question we love to ask. (laughs) And, um, and so I, I just, I was like, well, maybe we maybe I could start something. I don't want to do it by myself though wonder if Debbie would want to help me. And um, would Debbie want to do this with me? And so we talked some more and 
brainstormed a whole, whole bunch for like weeks on end. What would this look like? How do we go about it? How do we start it? Is it a business? Is it a ministry? Is it both? And at the time, Debbie, um, this was a while later, and uh, she told me she had a friend who could help us with our website. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, will you tell us about your friend who helped us with our website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so of course, you know, life is always unpredictable. And I, I really did think that I was destined to be, you know, single mom, four kids, just hoofing on in life. And God is crazy and weird. And <laughs> I never saw it coming that I would actually just totally fall for this amazing friend of mine who I had known for you know, it felt like a hundred years, but so my friend Jason came back into my life and he had been a friend of my husband's. And, and so I just felt this magnetism towards him. Like I can only describe it as God driven because it, it was crazy and weird and didn't make any sense, but I just fell for him very quickly because I knew who he was. I knew how he was. And it was such a benefit that once I could like have, you know, have him as like this interest in my life, I'm like, what a perk that this guy's a total nerd and loves all this techie geek stuff. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he has always been my biggest fan, my biggest supporter as I've been like, what am I doing as I fumble in the dark, you know, taking care of my family. He's always been the guy saying, you can do this. I believe in you. Anything is possible. And so with us kind of talking about how do we talk about moms who love Jesus and, and want to get fit, he was like, I will do whatever you guys need. I can, I can make logos. I can make websites. What do you need? And of course, you know, when you're dating somebody, they'll, they'll do a lot more <laughs> when you're married to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, so did, did Jason make our first logo? He did, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I forgot about that part. I, yes. Well, Jason built our website and we also had a brainstorming meeting and I don't want to leave this part out because we, we had another really sweet, another mom who loved Jesus, loved fitness. Um, her name was Kate is Kate. She lives um, far away from us. And um, she was a part of everything at the beginning too. A huge advocate, had more experience doing online things than either of us did, and was a, a huge help as we got started. Um, and uh, we had this brainstorming about what are we going to call this thing? And Wiggy came up with Mom Sanity. So, you know, between Wiggy and Jason, they kind of started the whole thing for us. I don't think we could have done it without them. Yeah, and, man sanity. Right, man sanity. But that, that was said a few times. And um, we, we literally started, and, and this is a thing I want you to take away because I feel like we're in this season now where there are so many more options for moms. One good thing about technology is it makes things so much more flexible. I think it, it can feel so overwhelming and burdensome to try to start anything out of our comfort zone. And what happens too often is we focus so much on the big things. Like I've got to pay for and build a website and I've got to have a logo and I've got to have these business cards. I've got to have all this stuff. And we, we do all the, the, this work ahead of time without ever really testing our product. And it's backward in the way that we've always done things that can be successful. And, and so my encouragement is just 
start small and test your product. You don't even need a website anymore. You don't need anything. But what we started with was a couple, we did several blogs per week. And this was back in the age when blogging was huge and social media was not new, but business social media was kind of new. So we started a Facebook page and we did all these blogs with the intention of launching our membership site, the Mom Sanity Sisterhood, which we still have nine years later. Um, and then we did that that summer. And so we put out these, these workouts that are short, effective, reasonable that you can just do, you know, on your device. We filmed them on our iPads. Um, we had no special equipment, no special anything. And honestly, we still don't. We still film our workouts on our phones and um and they're very real life and that's what mom sanity has always been i think we really focused on authenticity before that was cool i mean would you agree it was kind of like we're never going to pretend <laughs> yeah my my goal has always been to be as transparent and vulnerable as possible because i can't be a pinterest mom i've got to be like i'm such a hot mess like tell me i'm not alone like i need that authenticity and i do think that's kind of it's kind of lacking so i like how organic we are Mm hmm. Yeah, we uh, we and, and that's one thing like for me and I know Debbie, too. I don't ever want to meet someone on the street that is like, oh, my gosh, I love mom sanity. And you seem and look and act nothing like you do online. Um, if you see me feeling overwhelmed with my kids in a parking lot, I don't want you to, to have thought that our life is tied up and perfect. And then you see me and you're like, oh, wait, she's not who she said she is, because. And that's so much weight to carry. And we live in this influencer culture now where it's like, um, that's, that's like encouraged, right? It's all about what it looks like in the pretty shiny Instagram photos. And I'm not criticizing that. It's just, are those really reflecting real life? And do we want to inspire women to be something they can't be? Or do we want to inspire women to, that you can, your life doesn't have to look perfect, that your house doesn't have to look perfect, that your recipes don't have to be Pinterest worthy, worthy, and it's good enough. And you can use your limited energy effectively, efficiently, and get results without it having to consume your whole life. And that's kind of what we've always focused on. And, and it works. Right. I mean, I think that's why we're still here nine years later, because it works. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we have hundreds of women in our mom sanity sisterhoods. Some of them have been there from day one. I mean, people yeah. are just like, we're this great community where it's like, let's be real. Let's share real life and make these things happen so that we can feel our best as moms. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole idea of lowering the bar, you know, these workouts are 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. You know, we want, we want to see your sweaty selfies. We don't care. It's, it's not public, right? Like who cares? Like I look horrible after I work out. I also look horrible in the car line at school. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Like that's what you're going to see. What you see is what you get. Um, now, of course, I don't want to like say like, oh, like this is just who I am. And like, I, you know, whatever. Obviously, we want to always be telling women and, and to share with women how like when God is wrecking and transforming our hearts and and um, and convicting us of things like we, we're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> so um, all the real life. Um, and then we were really focused on the sisterhood for several years. And um, 
you know, made that into a monetized real business. And with the, with the help of Jason and Wiggy with, you know, designing things and finding manufacturers and, and using some skills and their help along the way, we decided that it was time for a product because there were some products out there that we could not find that we loved that, that lived up to the, the nutrition and quality that we desired for ourselves, our families, and our clients, as well as that tasted good. Because what we were finding is the, the products that did meet our standards were kind of not great. And we would be recommending them to clients and customers and sisters and our sisterhood. And they'd be like, yeah, that's nasty. So we embarked on a new journey to develop our first product, which was our very first flavor of BCAAs. Fruit punch. Do you remember that season week, uh, Debbie? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it seems like a hundred years ago and yet five minutes ago at the same time that I could not believe that this was something that moms could do. I just thought it was like, this is stuff like that massive companies like Mm (laughs) Coca-Cola make happen. And so I was, I was really blown away. Like we did it. right? Right. Um, and, 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 and yes, that was a, it's important to remember that was a big risk. Like we invested a lot of upfront money. We had, you know, we had income, but this was a whole new endeavor. As you might imagine, it's expensive to make products. Um, and it, we didn't know if it was going to work. And so we started small with that one product and the one flavor and it was delivered to my garage. And I have pictures of all of our kids. Hutch was a little tiny baby. Um, out in our garage getting excited about these BCAAs that were like that were our thing and they were so proud of us it was really cute Um, (laughs) and we had Debbie's kids hauling boxes of BCAAs to our vans so that we could take them to where we were going to start selling them from and getting them sent because we started selling them on Amazon so literally we use our kids to help us with the labor of getting these BCAAs out. <laughs> yes. Boxes and boxes stacked in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, what's awesome is like they got to participate and that's one awesome. That's one really cool thing about um, being an entrepreneur, whether you have a small business, a micro business, a, even, you know, you're working at an MLM from home, like whatever that looks like from you, your kids get to see and, and experience those, the highs and the lows with you and get excited. And I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. They're so curious now, like, oh, how does this work? So I know we have this in, um, in our pantry and I know that you make it, but like, how do you get it to people? You know, it's like, it's really great. Um, entrepreneurship training for them and um, and getting to see and be a part of um you know how our family makes a living you know they get to they get to do that so uh, it's i think that's pretty pretty awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely i think it's rubbed i mean my first child wants to be an entrepreneur and maybe it's maybe maybe not it's from watching me cuz this was never something i envisioned for myself and i think the reason that our branch chain amino acids did take off was because we authentically believed in the product. I I was like, if no one else wants this, I do. I I know the quality and the taste, like I am sold on this because it's that much of an asset for me. And so it was just very real. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's why right. people love it. Well, and that's an, an answer we still give all the time. People are like, well, what about my kids? Or what about this? And I'm like, listen, our whole family uses this. And I'm telling you the 100% truth. I could never promote something to you that I'm not willing to take myself or give to my kids. So, um, and that's the standard that we use when we're designing a product too. Um, and we have our kids taste test everything. We're like dividing up samples, right? When we try new flavors and things. Okay, kid, you can only have three sips. <laughs> um, and, and we include them in, in that as well, which is just a lot of fun to be able to do and, and to allow them to take a little bit of that of ownership in it, in it too. Um, what do you think, Debbie, has been like the hardest part of this whole, like the unknowns and the journey and that kind of thing? Wow. That's a great question. That's a big question because I it think is. It, it is a challenge. I mean, it definitely, it was a whole new world to be someone who works from home and, and you really do put yourself on the line. You kind of put yourself out there and wonder, is this going to flop? Is, or do people want this? Is this appealing? Whether it's our membership, whether it's our product line, you just never know. And so I think it's a, it's actually a great way to, again, have your faith strengthened because I, yeah. in the end, my whole goal, my 20,000 foot goal is help me to do everything in God's strength and for his glory. And if it's all for God and about God, then, then there is no failing. Yeah. There can yeah. be some, a lot of hard life lessons because we've definitely had seasons of challenge, but in the end, I'm like, Look at, I never would have envisioned where we are now. And I don't mean like success wise. I just mean like all the experiences since 2013 that never would have even made sense to me if God had revealed that then. So I think right. it's always a great way to be refined and stretched and mm -hmm. to marvel at all these amazing women that we are now connected with that it never yeah. would have happened otherwise. That's good. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely an exercise in trust and discernment and good decision making does even in good decisions can still not lead to the results that you wanted, right? Like, and we've had that happen lots of times. And I think it looks like from the outside that everybody that you everybody that has a business knows what they're doing or everyone that does fill in the blank knows what they're doing. And the truth is, I think what we really have to do especially as we're getting started and even as even through us, the scaling process is we have to use our experience to make the best decisions we can with what is ahead of us and not pretend to have it all figured out and continue learning, which I think is, is what we continue to do um, because things change all the time. I mean, the, think about the way that people buy things from 2013 to now even and and walking through 2020 and how in the world are we going to do that? Do people even care about being healthy anymore? Right. And uh, there, there's just questions along the way. And that's never, never going to end for sure. I think one of the most rewarding things has been to, um, as we've grown and, and continue to scale is to bring in an amazing team of women that support us behind the scenes that um, get to support their families working part-time from home like we do and really help us to further our mission by the way that we do customer service and the way that we um, intentionally fulfill our orders and the way that we use integrity in everything that we do and um, being able to have um, 
those women committed to our success behind the scenes has just been a really fun little piece of this too, that I never imagined we would have, you know, seven or so people working with us to help us make this happen. And that's just a small, sweet blessing too. Yeah. They're the unsung heroes for sure. They are. They are. (laughs) They certainly are. So um, what do you think you would say, Debbie, to, as we close to a mom or any woman who is considering, you know, starting something new? I know we've kind of, this has been like the great resignation year and I'm still trying to wrap my head around all that and why, but a lot of people are venturing into new things. Like what's, what's the thing you would say is like, make sure you do this or think about this or don't do this. Yeah. That's a giant question. That's, that's another (laughs) hard question to answer. I think that it's like, feel the fear and do Mm -hmm. it anyway. That, that's how I would probably sum it up. It can be really difficult for women to find reliable nutritional supplements to really help them reach their goals. About nine years ago, Mom Sanity was born, and my business partner Debbie and I have spent the last five or six years focused on creating and developing really great-tasting, nutritionally clean, dairy-free, gluten-free, junk-free, artificial-free products to serve women and their families. At Mom Sanity, we make dairy-free protein powder called Mom Fuel, clean BCAAs to help energize your day, and craving cocoa to help you satisfy those nighttime cravings without devouring the pantry. I welcome you to check everything out at shop.mymomsanity.com. Okay, so we got cut off, but Debbie was telling us about what her biggest tip would be for um, women that are wanting to get started in entrepreneurship or just trying something new. Yeah, I do think it's a hard question. It's a big question. But if I had to sum it up, I would say feel the fear and do it anyway. It's the same as not ever being able to get all of your ducks in a row to start a family. You just you just got to go and get pregnant. Just you're going to figure it out as you go. You're never going to be fully ready. You're not going to have all of the logos, websites, all of these things, but just do it. Just go for it. That's what's stirring in your heart. The same way if you're longing to have a child, I would say just go for it and it will all fall into place. You'll learn as you go. (laughs) Agree. Yes. And I think on that same note, like starting small, you know, like, like you just said, you don't have to have all these fancy things. Like it might be better to like sell your thing on Facebook to start or whatever, you know, do, just do it simply or, um, just use, use the community around you just to kind of test your idea and see what people think of it. And that gives you a chance to refine it before you even, even, invest a lot of time, money and resources in, and probably you have a great idea. And, you know, probably you're going to have those next steps. But I think sometimes, like you said, we get it backward where we think we have to have all the fun, flashy things to make sure we, it appears that we have our stuff together. When in fact, that just like real life, hey, I make um, whatever out of my home, some cute Etsy sort of thing. That's another great idea to get started. and just kind of give it a shot and see what happens and learn along the way before you make those really big investments. And back to our, you know, 
our faith and being strengthened, strengthened. I think, you know, I just got done reading through Joshua and how many times is God saying, number one, I'm the one that's going to do the work. God, meaning I'm going to do the work. All I need you to do is be strong and courageous and do what I tell you to do. <laughs> he never mm-hmm. said, you know, oh, you know, well, just, just maybe. And there's no waffling there. There's no always make the safe choice because there was not safety involved in that. Um, it's like, I'm going to do the work. You trust me, you be strong and courageous and do it scared. Kind of how that said. And so I think that's a, a really good tip too. Um, last question. What is the very best part of the journey of the last nine years of mom sanity? Wow. <laughs> These are such good questions. I really think it's in the very tininess of it all. Actually, I think what my favorite part is when we get emails or messages or posts in our Facebook group of those tiny little mom wins where Mm -hmm. women are saying, I was so tired, but I worked out with my daughter. She was doing it alongside me, you know, as I'm flinging Cheerios at my kids, I was able to get my workout in or those little emails. Thank you ladies so much for creating something that gives me energy through the afternoon slump. It's those little stories that are reinforcing like this is all really significant. It seems so tiny, but when women share pictures of their kids trying to do a plank, you know, when they're three years old, I mean, this is, this is, really for me, like the impact, the significance of it all. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. I actually, um, I just got a really sweet text message uh, from actually, this sounds complicated, but most people know that two of our boys are adopted out of foster care. One of my dear friends that I met through this process has just adopted their little sister. And I didn't even know she was using our products. And she texted me and said, you know, the last couple of years have been quite stressful. And I just wanted to let you know that I've loved using the Crave and the, and the mom fuel and the BCAAs and they've helped me stay energized while I've lost 30 pounds. And I was like, what? Wow. That's amazing. Right. It's just, it's those little things. Um, and even just, you know, people finally feeling like they found products that they can trust. Um, it can be hard out there because there's so many hidden marketing gimmicks and just knowing that women trust us with the nutrition of their families is awesome. So I love that. Yeah. All right, Debbie. Well, we're out of time, but I'm so grateful for you and for this journey and all the lessons we've learned together and what God's going to do next, because he's the one that's going to do it. Exactly. And I know. And I, I look forward to having you back so you can share with us more about, um, your journey and how it's, how it's uh, increased your faith, how you've managed as a family and some tips with, for maybe how we can help people who are grieving. Because I think sometimes when we feel unsure about what to do, we just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I know you can give us some guidance on that. So yes. um, yeah, well, you're awesome. I love doing this with you. And um, for all of our listeners, Go on over to shop.mymomsanity.com if you are curious about our products and everything we've talked about today. And if you've got questions, you can always reach out to us. We're on Facebook and Instagram and all of the, and, and you know, you can reach out directly from the website even. So 
we're not hard to find. But thanks again. And I'll catch up with everybody next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.